0: One, two.
1: Oh. I made a detour out of the game when I was hustling crack. Made a couple of dollars, made a little bit of change, never looked back. You can find me at the shooting range, practicing busting gaps. want a vocal booth, and it's this new deal. Busting raps. For some gold on my body, off my body, off Carlos Rossi, I'm sloppy. I treat my luxury scraper like a Bugatti, Lottie, daddy. She liked the party off Molly, but let her get naughty. ya hottie up in the lobby, she stopped. She me. said, "Forty water, who you about to be? I said, follow me, follow me, follow me, bitch room 223. You got to pay me, you will pay me no attention. It's hot, be when you're... Hey, boy, gentlemen,
2: and welcome to back to the tailgate. Uh, we have in- intro music this week i forgot it last week because i'm a big dumb idiot sometimes um i'm back with kieran we don't have a guest this week but we're here breaking down the big 12 the dying conference uh for some reason we're doing that before the Pac 12 because Pac 12 will at least survive a little longer but also the ap poll came out today yes today so we're gonna break that down we're just gonna jump right in but first kieran how are you doing
3: I am stressed, and I'm stressed because of something completely unrelated to this. I'm stressed about work, but I won't bring that. I won't bring that up in a college football talk. What about yourself?
2: Cannot relate. <laughs> uh, it yesterday though was a very very sad day for Christians everywhere. <laughs> Tim Tebow was cut, and I've made this. I've made this joke three times already. I'm going to make it again. Urban Meyer's name will go down in Christian lore along the likes of Pontius Pilate and Nero (laughs) for what he has done to the Christian people. So pour one out for Timothy. I'm curious if he's going to go back to the Mets single A affiliate, or if he's just going to do broadcasting full-time, but that's enough about Tim. Our prayers are with him and his family in these trying times when he couldn't just decide to try to play football again after being out of the league for five plus years. But anyway, the AP poll, uh, same thing we did with the coach poll. We're going to go 25 and up five at a time. So 25 is Arizona state. 24 is Utah. 23 is Louisiana Lafayette raging Cajuns. 22 is coastal and 21 is Texas. Do you have any thoughts on
3: these? Uh, I don't know what, Arizona state is doing there because uh, per their record last year was two and two. That's 500. Now, granted, they only played four games or whatever it was, but a 500 team should never, not even with the disastrous circumstances of last year, ever make the top 25.
2: I'm going to hold you to that. I'm going to see what you say later on, but uh yeah, I think it's partially because they have Herm Edwards as coach. Uh he's an NFL coach. He won a did he win a Super Bowl?
3: Uh yeah, with the Colts, didn't he?
2: Was he their head it, coach when they won or was that Dungy?
3: Oh shoot, yeah. Uh that's a good point. I don't So he did
2: not win a Super Bowl. He was the coordinator for the bucks that built up helped build up that defense that did eventually win a Super Bowl 2 years after he left. But no no Super Bowl wins, but he was known as a good coach for some reason he was 56 78 but i think that's why i think it's because it's herm edwards
3: i uh, i mean i guess but i still don't <laughs> i still don't agree with
2: it oh i don't agree with that. i'm just trying to think about why yeah. they would yeah, have rationalized that i think coastal could be a little higher i know their season didn't end great uh and then texas at 21 is just weird to me I understand the hype around Sark, but it's just, I think 20 top 25 is fine and they can't go much lower. I think they should be a little lower. Texas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fine. Put Texas at 24 bump everyone else up a spot and then put like Oklahoma state or Ole miss at 25. I think that would be a better way to do it. Yeah. I, yeah, I would agree with that. Those were the top two others receiving votes. Uh, Now, uh, you got 20, Washington, 19, Penn State, 18, Iowa, 17, Indiana, and 16, LSU. Now, Kiernan, uh, you just said that anyone who was 500 should not be in the top 25.
3: Yes, Penn State was not five, 500. I they were worse really, than 500. I, uh, and I said it last week as well. It They shouldn't be in the top 20. Or I said something of that sort. I said they, they shouldn't be there.
2: Okay, that's fair. I just
3: wanted to bring it up. Yeah, no, that that you can hold me to that. And if I said they should be lower than twenty last week, I meant they should be lower as in not in the top twenty-five. So that that's if I need to clarify that, fine, but I, nope, I stand by I,
2: I just wanted to bring that up. Uh I still think Indiana's too low. I agree. Still what were still they ranked in- seventeen. Seventeen, yeah. In both. They were okay. Mm-hmm. Uh LSU is a little more realistic. They're not 13 like the coaches pull, but they should not be 16. Again, agreed. Uh, USC, we, t- oh, we didn't even get to 15. That's 15. There's a spoiler. I spoil one every time I wouldn't <laughs> watch it. I don't have a problem with, uh, what are your thoughts Kiernan?
3: Uh, I like that LSU is lower, uh, still high, but I like that they're no longer in the top 15. Indiana still too low. They had a phenomenal season last year. Uh, you know, you're you're riding that band well, I'm not if so I say bandwagon, but you're riding that hype train for Indiana. So I yeah, I would agree with you, they should be a little bit higher. I'm a
2: big Tom Allen guy. <laughs> uh so I spoiled it. Fifteen USC. Again, Southern California, not South Carolina. Uh fourteen Miami, 13. Fo- why do I specify that? No one's gonna think it's South Carolina ever. Yeah, I don't know.
3: Well, maybe because of that one year that they had uh, Jadeveon, or
2: He was also like the only good player on their team.
3: Right, right, right. He was their defense.
2: So at 15, South Carolina, 14, the U, 13, Florida, 12, Wisconsin, and 11, Oregon. The U, or USC, going to get the benefit of the doubt. Yep. The U's fine at, I think they're fine at 14, honestly. Yeah. I think that's two spots higher than they were in the coaches poll. Yeah, that's correct. They were at 16 in the coaches. Still don't get the Florida hype. Makes no sense to me. I've also espoused my love for Wisco and Oregon. Fine. It's a Pac-12 team. They're not going to be there by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Any any thoughts? Uh, not really.
3: Uh, I don't think that Oregon is going to be in the top 25 by the end of it but that's to, to be seen fair oh, i kind of wish we had jared on this week yeah i know he would be pumped that they uh the u is up to two uh excuse me two spots
2: but also uh going through the rest or not the rest the next five unc is at 10 jared would lose his mind <laughs> well i mean they're at nine in the in the coaches poll I know, I just, I I feel like the AP poll carries a little more weight for some reason. I think, I don't know why. It's partially because that's really what college football uses is their rankings. Mm. Like the college football playoff ranks in the year are close to the AP poll, closer to the AP poll than the coaches poll. Uh, Number nine, Notre Dame. Number eight, Cincinnati. Love it. Number seven, Iowa State. Number six, Tamu. I think UNC and Notre Dame are a little too high. I think they're overranked. I don't think they're going to be that good this year. But the rest of that is pretty good. Cincinnati at eight, Iowa State like Iowa State at seven, Tamu at six. That's a great three team run that they got right.
3: Right. I, I I have to agree with you on that one. I think I think those teams, especially Iowa uh, Iowa State and Cincinnati, were like easily two of the most fun
2: uh teams to watch last year they were and I'm excited to see what those three teams more so Texas A&M and Iowa State because I've said I think Cincinnati won't be as good they won't be the darlings they were last year but still hell of a picking job I think it's bad that this is like the preeminent like college football poll that people wait for and we're like oh three teams in a row they got right good job like proud
3: <laughs>
2: yeah uh, and then number five, Georgia, number four, Ohio State. Georgia got more first, like votes to be in first than Ohio State. That's weird. Uh, number three, Clemson. Number two, Oklahoma, and number one, Alabama. We don't have to talk about Alabama at one. That makes sense. Oklahoma over Clemson is a wild pick. Why do, Why do you think that? I feel like every year it's Alabama one, Clemson two and they don't care how the season turned out. Last couple of years you're like Alabama's one and Clemson's two or vice versa. Oklahoma jumping them in the AP poll is wild to me.
3: I like it though. It's like, you know, it, it kind of goes ba- uh, goes back to like I don't want to say the good old boys in Oklahoma, but like, you know, back in the I don't know, 60s, 70s, whatever like when Oklahoma were like a powerhouse team and it was you know the the conferences didn't mean as much back then or whatever I think it's it's a, an homage to that
2: true I'd also like to point out uh, four SEC teams in the top six you love to see it
3: well I mean did you really expect anything else
2: uh, no, but we're. I'm going to claim Oklahoma for this. Yeah, I was they about to are say an home. SEC team to be. I would claim it until they drop out of the top 25. Then they're a Big 12 team. But for now, they're an SEC team. <laughs> like Texas, that low, you're a Big 12 team still, guys. Sorry, Oklahoma, <laughs> you're an SEC team.
3: Uh, I love that Pick, cherry picking the results that you want. So that's that's what we're here for, folks.
2: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Alabama does it with national championships sometimes, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But
3: like, is anybody really shocked about Alabama? Like, like for instance, right. If, if you were to say, you know, Ohio state was out, outside the, the top 10 or whatever, you know, just one particular year that they had a shit year, uh, you know, they'd still be, they'd still be, you know, favorited at number four, the next preseason, you know, it's oh, just yeah. one of those and things that no, like you can never, you can never discount Alabama at anything. So it's just yes i'm referencing they lose.
2: i'm referencing some of the old national championships that alabama claims uh fans online like arguing that those aren't real and it's not just because they're old but it's i'm trying to. there's one in particular that people don't like i think it's 41 it's like the ap poll said someone else was the national championship but three or four other polls said it was Alabama so people kind of like arguing that yeah it was in 41 the holgate poll said it was Alabama with a 9 and 2 record so people like saying that one's fake uh they like arguing 73 cuz they weren't the ap poll champions they were the coaches poll but so yeah it's basically 1941 to some people is like UCF claiming a national championship today because it's not like one of the main polls.
3: <laughs> I love how I love
2: how far we've just had to reach back to pull up an example of that. Well, yeah, I mean, what am I gonna mention? The from 78 or not counting 73, because they were still the coaches' poll champions, but from 61 all the way up to 2020, they're all their national championships, except that one in 73, where they were the AP champions. So they claim it, so you can't really argue against it. Right. But so really, it's like two. People like, oh, it's like five of them. No, it's... I can see 41, the whole gate poll, and then 73 when they lost the Sugar Bowl against Notre Dame. Saying that one's a little questionable, fine. But the rest of them, like, you can't argue. So instead of 18, we have... 16. Wow, math is hard. Or look at the flip side. We also have four unclaimed, which is 45, 66, 75 and 77. So, we either have 22 or 16. I don't I don't Wild. like this 18. 22 or 16. That's what Alabama should officially claim.
3: Yeah. It can it can either be 16. Boo hoo. We're crying or 22, you know, still boohoo we could have claimed two more.
2: I mean, I don't know. I'm a fan of that. How many national championships does Penn State have?
3: Uh, that's a good question that I should know the answer to. Uh, I want to say like six, but I'm pretty sure I'm wrong. Two. Two? Oh, two, right, claimed. Can, two claims. Two claimed. Five because, unclaimed.
0: Right. Okay.
2: So I go seven. by what the school says
0: Learn more at RingCentral.com. RingCentral, simpler communications.
3: Except UCF
2: because they're a bunch of frauds. No, Penn (laughs) State says they have two, so they have two. Okay, fair enough. I'm saying Alabama should say they have 22 or 16. Okay. But, but yeah, so there's the AP poll. Uh, It's probably going to look wildly different at the end of the year, except Alabama is still going to be number one. So... Kieran, are you ready for our Big 12 preview? No. <laughs> yeah, for everyone at home, Kieran thought we were doing a Pac 12 preview, even though I said Big 12 like four times. He
3: he he said Big 12 last week. He texted me Big 12 earlier today, and I still researched the Pac 12 like an idiot.
2: You're hey, head start on next week.
3: There you go. Next week should be my best performing podcast uh to,
2: yep. to date. We're also talking group of five next week, though, too.
3: I will I will write that down on a sticky note by my desk here and just write Pac-12 and group of five so I don't forget it.
2: For For next week, I'm just going to get this out of the way now. We are not going to break down every single group of five conference. We'll start doing that once the college football playoff expands and some of these teams will get in. But for now, we're just going to talk about teams that might make the college football playoff and cherry pick some group of five teams since Kieran knows how much I like cherry picking statistics. <laughs> so, Big 12 preview. Uh, last year, Oklahoma won it. Iowa State lost the Big 12 championship. Weirdly, don't do it by conference. They, because also they pushed the NCAA with the ACC to deregulate the uh, commission or conference championship. So, they don't have divisions, just two best, doesn't really matter. Uh, Karen, who do you have in the championship?
3: Uh, Oklahoma. It, it's gonna be it's gonna be Oklahoma and Iowa State, and Oklahoma's gonna
2: win. Ooh, hot take. I I also have Oklahoma and Iowa State. Uh, but I think Iowa State's gonna win it.
3: Really? Yeah.
2: Yes, Matt Campbell's done a good job the last few years, kind of getting that program a little bit better. Uh, Brock Purdy, if he can. If Brock Purdy can continue the trend we saw at the end of the season, last three games, eight hundred eighty-five total yards, eight total touchdowns, no picks, he's potentially they could easily not easily they could win the Big Twelve.
3: That's so, that's a fair that's a fair assessment. I mean,
2: with an eight and one record last year, like that's that's nothing to gawk at and everyone likes saying they need to beat Oklahoma to make the college all playoff. Yes. Obviously they need to beat Oklahoma, but I think this is the year they do it. I think this is the year Matt Campbell and Iowa state put everything together. All right. It still bothers me that I was in the big 10 and Iowa state's in the big 12, just like it's going to bother me when Oklahoma's in the sec and Oklahoma state's in the big 12.
3: Yeah. I always, I, I always wondered that. I was like, they're so close to each other. Surely they're in the same state. Like, surely you'd
2: put them together, but I guess not. Like, in some states, it doesn't bother me. Like Pennsylvania. Penn State being in the Big Ten, and then UPenn being in the Ivy. Like, that's fine, because that's FCS versus FBS. It does not bother me whatsoever. But if you're two Power Five schools, I mean, check the the conference, but it's not named... Penn State oh, so, and Penn. Oh, oh okay. so like I
3: see what you're saying. I see what you're saying.
2: That's that's my issue. Like It has a state name in it. But if you want to throw Pitt in there, although... Are there other... How many other states are there with... Besides Texas? With Is other... f Like, FBS schools in different conferences. Uh, Power 5 conferences. Because all the big-name California schools are in Power 5. Or in the uh, Pac-12. Right. Um, Arizona, same thing. Nevada. But even then, that's University of Nevada in University of Nevada, Las Vegas.
3: I actually have a UNLV t-shirt. Ooh.
2: I kind of like UNLV. supporters. Those guys. In New Mexico State, I think think no that's group of 5
3: yeah appreciate sure that group of
2: 5 and then the um which one's who's the lobos the lobos yeah oh, i don't i don't know <laughs> it's it's new Me- university of new mexico they're the lobos okay they are in okay, they're in the Mountain West, so they're a uh, group of five, so they don't count either. So, yeah, I think it's just Iowa and Texas, and Texas is way bigger than Iowa, so that's fair. And then yeah. Oklahoma is going to be the next weirdo that does that. <laughs> that was a tangent and a half. My god, yeah, but it's fun. <laughs> who, who do you think's coached their last game in the Big 12? Uh, so. I would have to say,
3: well, here's the thing: Lincoln Riley has done a very job with Oklahoma, and Matt Campbell uh, with Iowa State, so they're not going anywhere. Despite them being in their fifth and sixth years, respectively, they, you know, that they're they should be fine. Everybody else, uh, with the exception of Mike Gundy and Patterson, are in their first or second, maybe third year. So, like. It's one of those. It's one of those things. Like, do you really get rid of a guy after three years? Do you give him the fourth year to, you know, officially get his guys in, have their system work, and things like that? Um, but I'd say probably maybe Gary Patterson because only because only because he's in the twenty first
2: his twenty first year, right? Something like yeah, that. yeah. Yeah, 21st he, year he's 20 2000 he came in because uh dennis franchione or dennis franchione left tcu to coach at alabama fun fact uh so yeah he's in his 21st year which is wild
3: with, right with nothing really to show for it i mean they they've been they played decently well over the past 21 years but you'd think after that long you're kind of going all right, maybe we should spice things up and bring in a new coach. You know, even if it sucks for the night for the next three years, like we'll get somebody good in, somebody with you know some new, some new blood, to maybe amp the program up. But I mean, twenty-one years—that's a long time for college football coaches.
2: I I think Gary Patterson's safe, just because. I mean, yeah, they've been not great the last couple years but 2014 tcu won the conference title no one expects tcu to win the big 12 ever and they did it this century
0: and then they
2: made it in 2017 i think he's also so important to tcu football i think he's going to get like the bear bryant treatment like he's going to coach there until he doesn't want to
3: Yeah, that's fair. I I mean, that's kind of like the the opposite side of this coin, right? You know, being there for so long, knowing the system – I mean, it's your system, but, like, you know, being so ingrained in it. Granted, they won in 2014 – well, you said 14, right? Yeah. Yeah. So granted that they won in 2014, but, I mean, despite – I like, here's the thing. Despite them winning, you know, out of nowhere – One championship, I don't think justifies, I wouldn't necessarily say justifies 21 years as a coach, personal opinion, but I do see the opposite side that says like, oh, he's been there for so long. He's just going to continue until he curls over and dies.
2: But I mean, also he's been there since they were in the whack. He coached one game in 2000. He was coached their bowl game when they were in the Western athletic conference. Then he coached for four seasons in the in conference USA, then went to Mountain West for seven seasons, and then they've only been in the Big 12 for nine years, and they won a conference championship in their third year. I think I do think they like the stability that he brings. There have been no real scandals around the team since he's been there. Not that TCU ever really has scandals anyway, but I think that's it's comfortable to them. They're okay with a winning record every year, except uh, 2019 when they went five and seven. But they're okay just, you know, winning games. Like, that's all they care about, really.
3: They just want to stay above
2: 500, is your point. They know they're not going to make the cultural playoffs. They know, hey, if we win or make the conference championship, that's great. We're happy. But just stay above 500 for consistently. Okay. And we're good. I mean, that's.
3: That's fair. That's fair. Who do you
2: think is going to lose their seat? I think this is a really hard conference to pick. Because you have a lot of guys early in the 10. You have Steve Sarkeesian. He's not going to get fired after this year. I don't care if Texas goes, oh, and whatever. As long as they're not blown out by Oklahoma, he's safe. After the Les Miles debacle, Kansas is not going to fire Lance Leopold after one year. Both debacle and sense that they went 0 8 last year, but also because Les Miles is a horrible person uh, associated with LSU, it's fine. Matt Wells could be on the hot seat at Texas Tech. 8 14, 5 13 last or over in their conference. It's not great. They went three and six last year. That David Arenada out of Baylor. I mean. He took over a program after Matt Rule fucked them. Tell the whole team, "I'm not going anywhere." Blah blah blah, and then goes to the Panthers. Which look, if you want to take an NFL job, fine. But tell the team, like, be honest about it. That's my biggest issue with a lot of these coaches. They're like, "Oh, I'm not leaving. Like, I'm not leaving." Like Nick Saban did it to Miami. I'm not gonna complain about it, but I think he probably could have gone about it better. Dennis Franchione at TCU told them he's not taking the Alabama job like a week later was announced. He was going to coach at Alabama. Uh, I wish they didn't hire him, but it got us Nick same. So I'm happy. Uh, But
3: to put to that point, to that point real quickly, because, you know, wouldn't it be better? Do you think it's better for the stability of the team to say, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. And then drop it on them. Or do you think it's better to just say, yeah, I'm considering this, you know, because it, it's a demoralization either way. So, what would you prefer, a shock or a you know you saw it coming?
2: Uh it depends. If it's the off season, I'd prefer just the shock, just beat or, or saw it coming. I mean, just tell them like, hey, like I, I'm leaving. But at Baylor, he said towards the end of the season, like, hey, I, I'm not going anywhere. I I'm, I'm gonna be here. And then, like, right when the season ended, right when they lost to Oklahoma in the Big 12 Championship, he's like, all right, bye. I'm going to Carolina. Have fun. Uh, So that's my thing. I think Matt Rule didn't do it horribly, but I still think David Aranata, he had a rough go of it after that. Coming off of, I mean, they just played in the Big 12 Championship. And then, yeah, actually, I think David Aranata might be on the hot seat, too. The 2019 finished 11 and one lost Oklahoma, in the big 12 championship. They never beat a ranked team while Matt rule was there, but still 11 and one went to the big 12 championship immediately next season, two and seven. Oh, and five on the road. I, if David Aronado does not turn things around for this program, he's done in Baylor partially because the expectations are so high.
3: Right, right. He's kind of been brought into a system that expects greatness, you know, out of out of their coaches.
2: And even in 2019, like they're drafted players, they didn't lose that many. I mean, Jalen Hurd, but then Derek Thomas, Greg Roberts, Earl Lewis, and Blake Blackmar. That's all they lost. And then after's no. That can't be right. Okay, so never mind. I'm wrong. But even then, Denzel Mims, James Lynn, Bravion Roy, Clay Johnson, Jamichael Hasty, Chris Miller, Grayland Arnold. Outside of Denzel Mims, can you tell me what position any of those guys play?
3: You know, Kevin, I cannot.
2: <laughs> can you tell me who they play for in the NFL? Uh, again, no. <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't either, except maybe James Lynch, and that's because I was on an NFL podcast for three years. Jermichael Hasty, I also know just because I was looking at San Francisco stats earlier, and I know he played a bit for them this year, but outside of that, like they're all – Two D linemen and a linebacker; like those are not huge positions of loss. So I don't know why the team went two and seven last year.
3: Were those so, guys? Do you think those guys were just so influential and so uh, imposing on the? I mean, the entire defensive side that they just couldn't uh, prevent people from scoring on them.
2: No, it's the Big Twelve; they don't stop anyone from scoring.
3: <laughs> i think it's i think it's matt rule i said okay okay sorry should i i should re-specify do you think it exacerbated the issue
2: no i think it's matt rule i think matt okay. Rule's the okay. reason that he made the conference up. championship so and look those defensive players hurt but still it's what is it it's like four or five guys on the defense it's I mean, three guys I've who are drafted. There it's three guys who are drafted on the defense and then a safety and corner make it five, but they went undrafted, so how good were they? But yeah, uh, frankly, they signed up a team, so they're probably at least competent. But I do think it's a lot it is Matt Rule and I think Baylor needs another a new coach. Two years in, I think it's bad that they need a coach already. Like if they went five hundred last year, fine, I'll live with it. But two and seven man that's terrible after going 11 and one yeah and they they saw like a middle of the pack defense they were ranked seventh in scoring defenses in uh the big 12 they gave up 33 touchdowns yeah but the offense was terrible they were ranked ninth it also is so dumb it's the big 12 when they have 10 teams, so mm-hmm. stupid. But they rank ninth above Kansas in Big 12 offenses. Kansas. Disgusting. I hate it. I'm done. I've talked myself into being done with Dave Aranda or Aranda. Sorry, Dave Aranda. You're done. Get a new guy. Hire me. I will score more touchdowns. <laughs> than David Aranda. You're a big 12 offense. I expect that number to be in the 50s.
3: And ladies and gentlemen, this is the third week in a row that Kevin has claimed he can do the job of somebody far more qualified than himself.
2: What are David a- Dave Aranda's qualifications, Kiernan?
3: He's coached more than you <laughs>
2: Yeah, okay, everyone has to start somewhere. I just want to start a Power 5 program. Oh, God. Okay, he was a th- – so Dave Aranda has a lot of experience on his resume. He's been – okay, I, why do they have the fact he was a JV coach at Redlands High School <laughs> on his Wikipedia page? Like, I don't care. Hey, all experience is good experience. Am I right? I mean, maybe, but also 96.99, Cal Lutheran linebackers coach. What is Cal Lutheran? Is this a high school team or a D3 pro? It's a D3 team. That's better than Redlands High School. So you're telling me he's
3: worked his way up. You start coaching the the linebackers
2: at a a, uh, high school, Kevin, and then we'll go from there. No, he was the head coach of a JV team. Also, how do you go from head coach of a JV team to the linebackers coach? I feel like they would go, hey, let's find like the defensive coordinator for a varsity team and see if they want to coach for us. Mm-hmm. And then graduate assistant at Texas Tech. Dude, you graduated in 1994. Why are you a graduate assistant in 2000? Why? And then Houston linebacker coach. Okay, fine. Like, that's... That's a group of five, but that's a D1, or that's FCS. So, no, it's University of Houston. They are group five, they are an FVS program. Then he goes back to Cal Lutheran as the defensive coordinator. Couldn't stick it out focusing on one side, not even one side, one facet of one side of the ball. Then he was the co defensive coordinator at Delta State. And I'm not going to talk about talk shit about Delta State because I'm pretty sure that's where Jerry Rice went. Uh, This is why we need an intern.
3: (laughs) So we can look uh, this stuff uh, up. I I just I just want uh, all the listeners here to understand that uh, about an hour and a half ago, um, Kevin didn't know who David Aranda was. (laughs)
2: No, I knew who he was three hours ago. I (laughs) did my research. Oh, Oh, no, he did not go to Delta State. He went to Mississippi Valley State. So, yeah, I'll talk shit about Delta State all day. Delta State, like, what is that? Why are you going from Houston to Cal Lutheran to Delta State? Then Southern Utah in the Big Sky Conference. Then Hawaii. Look, I will go to Hawaii to coach. It's fine. But why could you not get the defensive coordinator job when you first got there? Why would you go to D-line and then defense? Like, are you not good enough to be a defensive coordinator of a team that goes like 3-9 and every year? (laughs) Then Utah State in 2012. Quick pit stop because he didn't like the Mormons, I guess. Goes to Wisconsin in 2013. Defensive coordinator. And then was there until 2015. Goes to LSU in 2016. That team, which had no issues whatsoever. 2016-2019, no scandals around that program at all. And everyone talks about how good the defense was. They don't care about the offense of that 2019 LSU team. And then Baylor, so yeah, Kieran, I think I could at least have less scandals around my program (laughs) that I've been to. Look, I'm sure he's a very nice guy. I'm sure he had nothing to do with the LSU scandals, but still not a good coach. Still think I could do better than him.
3: It's just that's just once the Baylor job is just one step up from the president of the United States. I believe you were commenting on last week.
2: No, I, I didn't say president, I said uh, president of the NCAA. I did not say oh, sorry, president.
3: excuse me, whatever. But you, you know what I mean,
2: partially because if you look at presidents, a lot of them lose their hair throughout the presidency. I don't want to do that. I don't yeah, like my hair, stressed AF, <laughs> yeah. So I don't want to do that. Um, I will. But I think I could coach Baylor better than Dave Aranda. One of these days, one of these coaches is going to listen to this podcast and be like, "Hey, buddy, fuck you." Yeah, and we're just going to be blacklisted from that program forever.
3: Yeah, right. Then, then that would like once once we do that and once we hit that sort of level of I don't want to say fame or success, but I mean those are the only two words I can think of. Once we get there, we know we've made it, Kevin. When we start insulting second-year second 2nd coaches at, a,
2: at the Big 12. I mean, look, have also, you were a defensive death. coordinator. That's where you made your money. That was your bread and butter. How are you the seventh-ranked defense in the Big 12? How? Because it's the Big 12? Yeah, but... If you should, if the defenses are terrible. You should at least have the best of the worst. Yes, exactly. Why did not they go after, if they're going to go after a coordinator from LSU in 2019, why not try to get Joe Brady, the passing game coordinator and wide receivers coach, who then went to Carolina, like, no, just say, hey, Joe, uh, Matt Rules is left. Do you want to coach Baylor? <laughs> you don't have to worry about defense. We're in the big 12.
3: <laughs> like, Let's get a defensive minded guy and put him in the worst defensive conference in existence.
2: It's horrendous. So, basically, anyone who's a little confused by what I'm saying right now is, has lo- lost their place. I'm saying that I could do the job better than Dave Aranda at Baylor. And I'm also saying Joe Brady could do the job better than Dave ran at Baylor. So what I'm saying is I'm as good a coach as Joe Brady.
3: That's a big step up there. Kevin.
2: I, I, I don't think it is. I think I think I could also lead the, I could make that 2018 LSU offense way better than it was like that did not take a lot of work. <laughs> Hot take.
3: Yeah, seriously.
2: Not really. That 2018 LSU offense was horrible. Uh, so, Kieran, any... Anyhow- yeah. Oh. What oh, were you going to say?
3: Yeah, I was just going to say, it's a funny that a year later they won the national championship.
2: Yeah. Um. Anyone's curious how they won that national championship? Sure shit wasn't Joe Burrow. He was there in 2018 when the offense was terrible. It was strictly coaching.
3: You've just put a knife through every LSU fan's heart. Not that even LSU fans would listen to this podcast, given the, your bias against them.
2: Look, Jay Coker was Joe Burrow in a or Joe Burrow's Jake Coker in a pass-first offense. All I'm saying, <laughs> all I'm saying.
3: That's that's it, Kevin. You have no more. You have no more hot takes I mean, about the twenty nineteen LSU team. I mean, Joe
2: Burrow ranked dead last in downfield throws last year in the NFL. He's not a good quarterback. Um, he also should
3: a be... terrible team. Uh, his receiving core was very good. Uh, yeah, but, okay, a quarterback can't throw the fucking ball when the line doesn't protect him.
2: Yeah, look. He's knocked not... down more than any quarterback in, in the NFL. Okay, was it more than any quarterback in NFL history?
3: Okay, probably not, but that's no, it was
2: that's David Carr, Derek's brother, David. But I still think Joe Burrow is a fine quarterback. I don't think he's gonna be great. He doesn't, we're getting off track.
3: We are, we are so far from the Big 12 now. We've just been
2: blasting David Aranda for the last 20 minutes. Well, at least that had to do with the Big 12, like. Yeah. Okay. Now okay. we're talking all about right. the that's, SEC, and now Joe Burrow. I almost <laughs> brought up Tua. So, let, back to the do big you have any hot takes related to the Big Twelve this year? Um,
3: I'd say uh, I'd say West Virginia surprises all of us. It's not that's not that hard of a take, but I'll I'll, I'll put it out there. West Virginia is going to be surprised surprising this year.
2: By surprise, you mean they're going to push for a Big Twelve championship berth,
3: uh, or they're just
2: going to be better than five hundred?
3: Uh, I see. I don't think they're quite good enough to push for a, a Big Twelve uh, championship, but it's going to be one of those things, like the upset, you know, Iowa State, or you know, so, somebody, somebody that is pushing for it, and they'll upset them, and it'll just be like a huge you know uh mark against their record in terms of ranking so like you know let's say just speculation let's just say they beat iowa state well they've gone from eight to you know 25 in the matter of a game it's going to be one of those like giant killer sort of situations team fair. riding high and it falls falls because of one loss
2: fair okay that that's kind of a hot take i'll, I'll give you that one uh, my, my take is, oh, what is it? Jarrett Doge from West Virginia is a great name. Uh, I don't think that's how I pronounce it. It's probably Jarrett, Do- Jarrett Doge, but we're going to call him Jarrett Doge on this podcast. I, I think he's going to have a good year yeah, to agree Craig. with you. Yeah, Exactly. To agree with you. I mean, he only threw four interceptions last year. He's not going to, he doesn't have mind blowing stats. I think it was like 14 touchdowns to seven intercept or to four interceptions. Like, but he protects the ball. I think he's gonna have a good year, but Skylar Thompson, if that man can string together games like the Oklahoma game where he had 331 yards, 72 pat 72 completion percentage and four total touchdowns, Kansas state might have a miracle season. Like Kansas did a few years ago. That was already 14 years ago. Jesus. I'm old. Um, So, yeah, look for Kansas State to have their turn at the Miracle Run. Also, uh, Kansas will win a game this year. (laughs) I think that's a hot take. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I'll give you that. They were literally ranked the worst offense, scoring offense and the worst scoring defense. They scored 18 touchdowns on the year. The second worst, Baylor. Scored 26. And they only had 10 extra points. Lucky
0: Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
2: Lucky? In line at
0: the deli, I guess? Uh-huh, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: So that's terrible. So they missed five extra point kicks. That's atrocious. Their average score game was 15.8. Do you want to know how many points they gave up on average? Uh, How
3: many points they give up?
2: 46. <laughs> they Lord. allowed 52 touchdowns. Oh, my God. That's insane. And Texas Tech wasn't much better. They allowed 48. Until you look at kids allowed 52 touchdowns in nine games. That's almost six touchdowns a game while they were scoring like 14 Fifteen a game, yeah, sixteen a game. I was forgot that I had the averages here. So that's terrible. So yeah, it's odd. Take Kansas actually might win a game this year. And also, I can't even go on to a tangent about how bad Lance Leipold is because Less Miles. There, I would be a better coach than Less Miles.
3: Oh God. How how many of these are you gonna do this year? How many times are you gonna say, you know, it, let's say your darling Indiana State from the Big Ten has or excuse me, Indiana from the Big Ten has a bad year. How how quickly will you say, oh, I could do a better job of coaching them?
2: Uh I won't. Be, until the last week of the season. You need a full tongue. season to decide if you can if you could be a better coach. I've had a full season of Of Les Miles, I've had multiple seasons of Les Miles. I've had a full season of Dave Aranda. And yeah, so I think I can be a better coach to both then Les and Dave. Okay, I'm gonna retract my rant about Dave Aranda.
3: All of it or just the just the when you started getting heated?
2: Uh no, actually I'm gonna keep when I got heated because that's a ridiculous (laughs) resume. I'm gonna retract the part where I said I would be a better coach than him. There you go. Cause I think I should only get one of those an episode, and I could hundred percent be a better coach than less miles. <laughs> Not for his whole career, for the past like
3: four, four or five years.
2: Three well, I, I'm going with seasons because he didn't coach for a couple of years there after leaving yeah, LSU, that's but
3: that's, yeah, well, that's what I meant. Sorry, sorry. I years the
2: past three seasons he coached i think i could win more than two games well he was fired but i think i could win more than two games at in the sec because let's look up who he lost to those years but i could sure shit win more than three games over two seasons in the big 12 are you kidding me i don't have to worry about the uh, the defense whatsoever (laughs) yeah no Special oh I could a hundred percent beat that 2016 Auburn team eight and five a with the Gus football. bus I could beat that team yeah that team was bad and then they also lost to Wisconsin all right they lost to Penn State in the big 12 or the Big Ten championship and they beat Western Michigan by eight in the Cotton Bowl I could a hundred percent beat that team. Ah, no, I'm 75% beat that team. I can 100% beat that atrocious Auburn team. This, so, yeah, so this, Dave this, Miranda, you're off the list. Uh less miles you suck.
3: Back to the SEC we go. The um what this is the equivalent of Kevin is uh having I don't know if you if if you've seen the the memes and the jokes going around of like you know, we don't take we don't appreciate Olympic athletes, you know, for their speed, for their, you know, dexterity, for their strength, things like that. This is what this is for the NCAA football. It's it's people sitting on their couches, looking at highlights and films, going, "Oh yeah, I can do a better job." But when they get out there, you'd be shit out of luck.
2: Nope, I would upset. But I, I feel like this is like someone <laughs> things saying-
3: exuding from this man right now. <laughs>
2: I feel like this is equivalent to someone saying after watching twenty minutes of MLS soccer that they could one hundred percent play in the MLS.
3: <laughs> oh, so you pretend.
2: Yeah, so <laughs> me. So I, I still think I could one hundred percent play in the MLS, not as oh, a boy. starter, as, oh, as yeah, like yeah. as a as yeah, an energy bench guy. Yeah, yeah as an energy bench excitement. guy. Yeah. So you know the game is coming a down. We need, we need someone to run around like you know, play defense, I could do that. I know my limitations. And I could 100% win more games and less miles in the Big 12. I don't even need a defensive coordinator. I can just tell the guys, like, hey, go out there and do something. Uh, We'd be average defense in the Big 12.
3: Oh, gosh.
2: Well, I... This is, Am I wrong I just, with the defense thing?
3: Okay, granted, the defense is poor, right? But you still have to, you still have to know what they're doing and call plays either for or against it. Like, you oh, know, hey, cover it, it, two every time. There's no reasoning, but you. Gonna...
2: No, there's really not because I'm right.
3: <laughs> we'll see. We'll see at the uh, at the end of this year if Kansas wins the game.
2: Oh, I'm in about me coaching. Kansas will 100% win a game because they have to have some cupcakes on their schedule. I really hope just all – yeah, they're going to win their first game of the season. Who who are they playing? The South Dakota Coyotes. Oh, automatic loss. They're never going to (laughs) win. If they don't win that game, they will lose every other game on their schedule. I agree. I completely agree. They it's, need to win that game yeah. because then they play Coastal. Bay, uh, Baylor might be a win, actually, because Dave Aranda is not a good coach. Coastal uh, Carolina is a, uh, is a loss based on yeah. how they played. Yeah, that's a loss. Duke is a toss-up, but they're they're going to uh, beat Kansas. Then Duke's going to beat Kansas was, or Kansas is going to beat Duke? Duke's going to beat Kansas. Okay, yeah. Th- th- that's why I thought you were going with this. I wasn't sure. I had to check. They're not winning a Big 12 game all year unless they beat the, Baylor, which is they're gonna possible. The first game.
3: They're going to win the first game, but they need to, and then they need to beat Baylor, and that's a successful season for Kansas.
2: True. And then, okay. <laughs> then, they, go, then they play Iowa State, Texas Tech, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, Texas, TCU, and West Virginia. Those are all oh, yeah. losses. Yeah, they
3: are. They really are. Like comfortably. Yeah. It's really just the first. It was it the third game. I think you said they're playing Baylor? the
2: first and the third.
3: Okay, so that so we we have already charted out Kansas Kansas's path this year. It's just going to be two and whatever eleven. I think
2: that's how Lance Leopold can save his job. Win at least one of those games.
3: <laughs> if 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 he does, if he wins at least one and and or beats Baylor, he keeps his job for next year.
2: I do think, though, if he loses to the South Dakota Coyotes, they might just fire him. Yeah, I I would agree with you. That's not even the Jackrabbits. That's not even the good school in South Dakota. (laughs) Are there good schools in South Dakota? I mean, the Jackrabbits, comparatively, aren't bad.
3: They're the best of the worst.
2: Yeah, pretty much. South Dakota State Jackrabbits. Big Jackrabbits guy. Uh, Yeah, I mean... They've made the playoffs for the FCS ten times. They every year since twenty twelve. Yeah, so they're the, the better North team. North Dakota State would be better than them, right? Well, no, they've just made the playoffs. They've not won. They've made them.
3: Right, North the Jacks win it, right?
2: Yeah, North Dakota, but and then yeah, the, that's, sorry, that's my sentence. South Dakota Coyotes have made the playoffs once. So, yes, the South Dakota State is better than South Dakota. Yes. So, if Lance Leopold does not win against the Coyotes, uh, please fire him expeditiously. Get rid of him. Don't have him taint the rest of FBS with his losing to a bad FCS team. Can you also imagine if Alabama played, or like Alabama or Penn State or Clemson, like if they played a bad FCS team, if they had them on their schedule, people would lose their minds. Yeah, but like,
3: okay, first of all, obviously that would never happen. But even still, that would just be the biggest insult to arguably Alabama or Penn State because it's like, wow, you're really scheduling. Like, we'll take. A Big 12 team or a Pac-12 team or, you know, somebody like a Appalachian State, say. And, like, that's a – yeah,
2: sure, you can play them, but that's just embarrassing. If I were a Big 10 team, by the way, I would never schedule App State. Oh, I know. I know, yeah. I would be terrified.
3: Yeah. Uh, Michigan, Ohio, almost us a few years ago, we won by two points, I think. Or maybe a field goal. But like that game was way too I was there. I was I was losing my mind. I was like, we cannot, we cannot lose to Appalachian State. I,
2: I hope that App State just joins the Big Ten with this conference realignment.
3: Oh, on oh ooh, I like that. Oh yeah, that would be a that'd lot be so of fun. nice. That would be so much fun. We've completely fucked off the pac twelve now. We're just talking about like random conference related, but I agree well,
2: that's what happens when you're talking about dying conferences like the big 12 yeah they're not gonna exist in five years so we don't have to pay that much attention to them because they're a blip in the college football playoff history they college yeah, they're football go, history
3: they're gonna go from the big 12 with 10 teams to the small eight
2: yeah pretty much and they're gonna be a group of five team like yeah, yeah. yeah they've been around since 1994 and they're gonna be dead in five years like they they don't matter <laughs> Some Big Twelve fans are gonna listen to this and get pissed. Oh yeah,
3: I mean, who hasn't be pissed off yet? Pack twelve, actually. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> that's pretty much it. I don't we'll, know we'll if we we've pissed off. Soon.
2: I don't know if we pissed off fans of the conference, SEC, Big Ten, or ACC. We might have pissed off individual teams, but not just the whole conference. Right, but Close yeah, still. There's some. There's like one person, like some Arkansas fan who got pissed at our SEC episode. We didn't talk about Arkansas enough. Yeah, right. But, but so yeah. Any ending remarks on the Big Twelve after we just shit on it?
3: Bye, bye, Big Twelve. <laughs> we won't see her in five years. A minute out minute Texas and Oklahoma
2: leave you'll be gone too. I mean fair. I'm I'm curious to see how it breaks up. Don't forget my Pac-12 Big 12 merger proposal. I think that's a good idea. Aren't Although they now Hawks? Well, now it's like the Big 10, the ACC and the Big 12 or the Pac-12, the Big 12 and the Big 10 or something. Like now they're yeah. talking about doing a scheduling alliance.
3: Yeah. I saw that to, to rival the SEC. So it's, basically, is, it's basically the rest of the nation versus
2: the SEC is what it is now. Which is hysterical to me. Because they're just all that for a drop of blood. They're just going to try to rival an SEC still going to dominate and get more money than all of them.
3: Yeah. Uh,
2: it's it's going to be Ohio
3: State now. versus Boston College. <laughs> No, that'll
2: be an electric game. <laughs>
3: Could you imagine? <laughs> oh,
2: so that's all we have for tonight, today, tomorrow, yesterday, whenever I drop this, I should really get better at scheduling when I release these episodes. But I gave myself an extra day to keep a schedule because we're recording on Tuesday now, but Thank you for joining us at the Tailgate. Uh, have a good night. Uh, stay safe, even though I'm probably going to drop this in the morning. But be safe whenever I drop it. The world's crazy out there. Be
1: safe.
2: And have a good day. Bye.
1: See you, everyone she like the party of Miley Bacardi, little girl get out of your high up in the lobby, she stop. She said, Fody water. Will you about to be? I said, follow me, follow me, follow me bitch room 23. You got to pay me, I pay me no attention. That's high when you are born and raised in the V Northern Cali Silicon Valley.
2: Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our
3: name and we're still here.